0: A contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Brad Hebner, and I'm here with my co-host, Eric Triplett, and welcome to Hammer and Grind, the podcast built for contractors. Real contractors, true stories, real solutions. If this is your first time here and you receive some value from the show, please let us know and leave a review. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us if you love the content or if maybe, uh, maybe Eric talks too much. Who knows? But uh, we just appreciate you. And uh, on today's show, we're going to be talking about, does the perfect contractor business community exist? Eric, are you in any groups?
1: Yeah, absolutely. In some groups. To show my age, I was in groups before that it was really internet. What
0: would that look like? It was, like? Sit around a fire with stone uh, tablets and like chisel yeah, out?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, well, you know, it's funny because they weren't necessarily contractor business style groups, but I remember reaching out to other contractors in my trade, like trying to connect with them and go out to lunch, you know, it could be start as simple as like that, meeting one person that's alike and then meeting another and then joining up and things like that. But I've always been inspired by communities, if you will, from all my hobbies, from fish to reptiles to plants. So I think I'm attracted to being around people to communicate and share and learn and grow and all that stuff. So I'm still in a lot of groups now that it's all digital and on Facebook and things like that.
0: Where are um, I mean, where would you say predominantly that you spend most of your time as far as these groups are concerned? Where do you where do you do that at?
1: Well, clearly Facebook is dominating the the space. I, I think they just have a nice platform enable you know that enables anyone to set up a group anywhere anytime search out people, market to people, find people with similar interests. It's pretty, it pretty seems to be the platform.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm in several groups and uh, I'll share mine too, but I'm curious what kind of experiences have you had in these contractor groups?
1: I've had, you know, from super great, amazing experiences to scratch my head, what the heck am I doing around here kind of experiences. So it's all across the spectrum and, The topic is like, what does the perfect contracting business community look like, or does it exist? To me, it's hard because I feel like I have to be involved in a lot of different groups in order to kind of be fulfilled, if that makes sense.
0: Well, can you compound on that or expand on that, I should say?
1: Well, I want to dig into what the perfect group might look like because I've been putting a lot of process into that. But I mean, You know, one group, I might learn something about the trade, let's say, for example, or one one I might learn about marketing or one I might learn about how to apply, you know, maybe some sales, maybe something numbers. So they're all all over the place. It'd be cool if uh, I didn't have to go to like 10 different places to really hone in my skills and be surrounded by cool people.
0: Yeah. So I don't know about you, but I'm in several Facebook groups over the years. You know, I get a recommendation. Oh, you should join whatever, you know, famous tiling techniques group. And I'm like, okay. And I'll click it. And then before you know it, I have, I'm like subscribed to 20 different groups right, all over the place. And, uh, you know, some of them, I mean, you get in there and you ask a question and they just rip you a new butthole. You ever had anything like that happen?
1: Absolutely, man. For sure. You know, at one point, And this is kind of business related because what I was trying to get at earlier is like, I'm I'm in a pawn community group. I'm in a contractor group. I'm in a business group. I'm in a marketing group. I'm in all these different groups. And it's like, you know, if I blink an eye, I miss something, right? You know, or I'm chasing down all these different things. It seems to be a real time suck sometimes trying to keep up with them all. And it seems like the groups that have more people in them seem to be the ones that are getting more of that stuff that you described because there's just so many people. They just... It's almost like the seagull leadership technique, but it's like the seagull group—you know, ent- enter the group, fly over, shit on someone, and fly out. You know, <laughs> they create they create all this havoc, and everyone's fighting. And that they're they're sitting up on the deck, looking from the su- in the sky, looking at all the shit right there. It's it's terrible.
0: I call that the drive-by commenting. So I, I'm guilty of this. And I try not to do it anymore, but I have a five minutes to kill and I'll log into Facebook and a group pops up and a question and someone's like, what's the best type of marketing or something like that? And I'm just like, blah, 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 And I just spit it out real quick. And I don't really put a whole lot of thought to it because I only have a few minutes to really get my information out there. Yeah. You know, and then I start getting people responding to me. and It's like well, that's not what they're asking or, you know, that's different for everybody or whatever it is. And then I have to go back and reread it. And I'm like, oh yeah, that probably didn't help them very much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, dude, I think everyone's a little guilty of that. And that could be because they're in so many different groups. It's like you're in a lot of groups and like it pops up in your feed and you're like, oh, I think I, I interpreted it, but you didn't really give it enough thought. So you're calling it a drive-by. You got to be careful. You don't talk about drive-bys in Southern California, bro. I mean, it's like, you don't do that in Southern California. Too many gangs and too many guns. We don't call it that. But, but the seagull fly over, take a shit, land on someone's pizza. That actually happened to me when I was like, when I was in high school. I was eating a, eating a piece of pizza on the high school bench, and uh, I was getting ready to, to slide that pizza right in my mouth and the bird shit right on the pizza. <laughs> so I, right, right as it was almost to go in my mouth, I was like, "What the?" Heck? So that was in Long Beach. I was like, right on the shore. So. Anyways, that's, that's why it sticks with me. It's like people just fly by and shit on you and, and cause havoc and everyone's laughing and, Oh my God. And as the bird flies off into the trees. So I do want to tell you about, if I could still have the floor, I want to tell you about a, a really poor experience I had in, in a group. And now this was somewhat business related because it was, it had to do with my koi business and my pond business. Literally I was in like 50 groups. So one of these groups I was in, there's like A couple thousand people. That's a lot. You know, administration, it's hard to manage that many people and kind of keep everyone on the same page. Anyways, the guy made me an admin. He's like, Eric, this is what's, you know, I want you to help me out around here. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, all right. I'm just, agreed to it too easy, I guess. And then one day he just got fed up and left the group and I was the only admin left. Meanwhile, there's 2000 people in there. Imagine like an auditorium, all these people, you know, going crazy and saying whatever they want to. Anyways, someone, they got in this big old fight and everyone's talking shit on each other. And then I get a notification from someone that they're like getting ready. They're going to sue me because there was defamation of character and all the stuff is going on. I'm like, what are you talking about? And so because I was the only administration person in that group, because this guy basically signed me a, a, as an admin and had left the group it looked like I was just letting everyone go crazy in the group and and cause shit so that was a really pissed me off I was really upset and um I think that night I dumped myself off of like 50 groups literally like 50 koi community koi business style groups just I just bounced out later I don't want the headache
0: that's crazy whatever happened to that story
1: I don't remember my exit strategy, but I'd put a lot of thought into it. This was, this was a few years ago, but I remember, you know, I didn't want that person to win. and like, well, I'll just make you the admin then, you know, and I'm out. But I basically drew a line in the sand and stood up for myself. And, um, I either somehow closed the group or I somehow, I, I just took myself out of the admin possibilities and assigned it some other people with, with them knowing what was kind of going on. Cause it's a pretty big community. I mean, over 2000 people in a community. That's a lot. There's a lot of content on there. You just close something down like that. I mean, there's a lot of information on there that people have poured their hearts into that group just because there's a couple of bad people in there. You don't want to spoil the whole thing. So even though I was super, super uptight about it, I was like, had to like take in some deep breaths and go, okay, let's, let's think about this here. Let's not just act off a total emotion.
0: That reminds me, I was, in a, um, I was in a group once, it wasn't contract related, it was for, um, I have a 3D printer, I like to mess around with that every once in a while, and uh, it was, uh, the group was for like the manufacturer of the printer, so it was like all things about that specific printer, and I remember being in there, and somebody commented on something, and I said something, it was kind of smart aleck, and you know, the, the admin guy was like, hey, you know, chill out, or I'm going to kick you out of the group. I was like, all right, cool. I I apologize. You know, my bad. So I, you know, I stood in line after that. And then a short time, you know, six months or whatever it was later, the admin that told me to, you know, stay in line is now ripping somebody else a new butthole, you know, in the group, like basically giving him crap. So I called him out on it and he kicked me out of the group.
1: (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Outrageous. I even well,
0: messaged I was so mad. I messaged him. And I was like, dude, that's a bunch of BS, you know, high school stuff. And, and he's like, what are you going to do about it or something like that? I was like,
1: <laughs> what are you going to do? So here's part of the problems, man. This is what makes it so aggravating and so annoying. You know, the, does the perfect group exist? Because it's like if you get too many people, it becomes problematic. You have to have more admin. And, you know, you call someone out and you become a hypocrite. It, it just looks terrible. So that's what's super frustrating about that. I'd like to tell a story about I have a patent on a pond skimmer. I I know you know that, but I I know not everyone realizes that, but there's a relation between how I got this patent and kind of how I think about groups. Uh, If you're cool with that, I'd like to expand on that.
0: Yeah, go for
1: it. So at the time I, I was building a lot of ponds, I probably installed like 30 different types of skimmers from all different types of manufacturers. And so one day I was super frustrated. I kind of was into this this one skimmer. It's like, okay, this is going to be my go-to skimmer. And then so anyways, I was I was working on that and I started having problems with that and I became super frustrated. And one night I was just like writing down all the pros and cons of all the skimmers across the board. Okay. And everything I liked about this skimmer and that skimmer and this skimmer, I kind of put in, the, in that column of like, hey, these are the pros. And everything I didn't like, I threw to the other con section. And when I was done... That night I had a dream and I came up with my skimmer, the the Helix Pond skimmer, and I have a patent on it and everything. But I really like by putting it down on paper, it it manifested and I I figured out how to create this cool skimmer. And so I think about that when when groups, it's like this group's great at that, this group's great at this, but bad at that. And so I feel like I've put a lot of thought into the, the pros and cons of different groups to try and figure out like, where's the real sweet spot? Where could that be? Maybe we can make it. Exist that perfect business contractor community?
0: Yeah, I know we've talked a lot about that. I, I want to share a quick story too. I uh, when I was in the Marines, I had a uh, one of my platoon sergeants. I didn't really care for him. I mean, he was a the dude was a PT stud, a, a physical there a physical trainer. You know, we call it PT in the in the military when you actually work out. But he was a PT stud, and uh, but I didn't like him. He was cocky. I mean just not he wasn't really the the best guy wasn't the best uh, role model but he said one thing that I always remember and we were having a meeting one time and he said you know when you're looking up to your leaders it doesn't matter what level at every level when you're looking up at someone who's in a leadership position and you're trying to you know find somebody to model after he said you're never going to find the one person that's the perfect role model or the perfect mentor what you have to do is take bits and pieces of each one. You know, I like how this guy puts his troops first and I like how this guy puts his training first and I like how this guy, you know, is really educated and he puts an emphasis on education and you just take all those exactly what you just said and you put it together and then create the perfect, you know, leader that you think should exist. And so that's interesting that you kind of did the same thing with, you know, the different features of the skimmer. But that always stuck with me because I'm like, yeah, I don't because I didn't like him. I did not like him at all. But there were things about him that I did like. And so I was able to just take out that little piece of that and and then kind of put together to become the leader that I wanted to be. So I just thought that was really interesting because, you know, based on your story about the scammer.
1: Well, that's part of the group mentality, too, because, you know, let's face it, like I love my brother to death. We have a lot of stuff in common, but sometimes he just annoys me right? You get enough of it. And like, the more I hang out with you, the more I like you, but you know, you, you probably annoy me more than I like you most of the time right now. (laughs) But the reality is for me. Yeah. That's probably true with everyone that you're friends with. You annoy
0: me more than, than I like you. So shit.
1: Well, the point I'm getting at is in a group, being surrounded by people that press you, challenge you, inspire you, give you ideas, all this kind of stuff. I think it's a good, I think it's a good mix, especially as a contractor because you have to communicate with a lot of different people. So you kind of have to learn how to to get along with people and to if if everyone has the same core values, you know, if everyone has they're good people, you can get past a lot of these things. Does that
0: help? Yeah, I mean, you said something interesting earlier though, and I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about it when you said you were in fifty different like koi groups. Why is there so many different groups? How can there be that many groups about Koi?
1: That was just the tip of the iceberg. There's way more than that. It, some well, of them, Why? Well, th- some of them are in different climates. You know, some people have extreme weather, and so they want to communicate people in the same climate. Some people are in different continents and countries you know they they want to reach out and talk to people in different countries and see what they're doing i mean it's kind of geeky you you can go down a deep path like that but then there's there's business communities and professional communities and like some of them are private and some of them are public and so for me you know part of my career is like i want to help a lot of people and so like me going to those groups i look for questions that i can help support people and or For my my Pond Digger podcast, I might want to share parts of it there or my YouTube channel or anything that I'm marketing as value to people to learn from. I want to be able to try and push some of that stuff out there. So, But the reason why there's so many is maybe probably what we're talking about too. Maybe no one's found the perfect community and they just keep making new ones, but they haven't really put the pros and cons down on paper to figure out what it is that they're looking for.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's, I mean, that's what the whole reason this podcast is really is because we're trying to figure out what that looks like. And you and I have spent a lot of time talking about it. And I think you, you came up with some uh, bullet points of what that may look like if you want to share those.
1: Yeah, I'd like to talk about that. I mean, I think clearly we've we've identified the problem clearly, right? And I think from us talking to some of our peers and, you know, extrapolating all the pros and cons out of the groups, I've kind of narrowed it down to like three things that I'd love to talk about that kind of describe what the perfect contractor business community can look like. It's like the foundation of it. And so to just give you a brief, the three bullets, I'll just shoot them out there and then we can go back and kind of dissect them if that's cool.
0: Yep, let's do it.
1: So number one, I mean, we need a place. Clearly it's probably Facebook, right? A place for people to gather with uh, fellow contractors that are like on a journey to their own journey to self-mastery in both business and life. Because I think those combinations tie together, right? So we got the place, we got the people. And the second thing is in the community, we're looking for inspiration, ideas. Uh, I think you can find accountability, friendships, people that are gonna challenge you, uh, people that are in the grind, like the same, experiencing the same problems and wins with everyone else. And the third place would be, once you're finding those inspirations and ideas and accountability, this is a place where you you can become a a practitioner, where learning and studying we're practicing how to market and sell and ultimately communicate with your clients and uh, creating a great experience for, for your journey. Does that make sense?
0: Awesome. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Let's, uh, let's unpack those a little bit real quick. So the first one you said you were talking about kind of a, uh, the location or the the medium, if you will, the Facebook probably be the most likely and uh, it's a group. It's basically just a place where people can gather with, other like-minded individuals who are also on their journey.
1: I think scale is important here because as this community grows, and I, I want to be clear, everyone. I mean we're we're working on creating this community right now, and I and I I think it's important for me to say that right now because as we talk about scaling, I want I want people to realize our approach. So let's let's be clear on that. Lay it out. Let, okay. I think I think scale is important. You know, we, we, it doesn't just it will be a private group. So there's a little bit of control and just like people aren't coming in and doing the seagull shit going on. Start out with a small group, maybe 25, 30 people, get it set up, get the community going and then scale it slowly, maybe open it back up. Hey, we're, we're letting 25 more people in. Close it down, stay tight, stay clean, make sure everyone's cohesive, everything's cool. Scale up again, maybe another 25, but at some point there will be a cap. That's That's how I feel about it having 2000 people in a group like this is, is, could be really complicated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, um, I mean, I'm in some other groups that, you know, they're paid groups. They're kind of like coaching business type groups. And, uh, you know, there may only be 30, 40, 80 people in there and that, you know, I agree with you because you can't moderate 2000 people. I don't care how many moderators you have. You just can't moderate it.
1: I'm in a coaching program right now. There's uh, 700 people, 700 people. And instead of having all 700 people in one group, there's seven groups of 100. Interesting. And so that way it's, you know, you, you can't really get to know 2000 people. You're like, who the hell's Brad Hebner? Like what, who's, what, uh, oh, did he's that guy. He's in California, right? No, no, he's in Indiana. Like what the, you can't remember 2000 people. So I think there has to be some kind of, levels where you can maintain a close relationship it's more intimate in, in those levels like you start to figure people's personalities out so you can actually help them better
0: well yeah and I know your personality so I think you would see it as a game to try and get to know2,000 people it drive me you crazy would try and have two thousand
1: I, look, I, I literally had 50 groups and trying to communicate with all these people. And then you end up looking like a, a jackass because it's like you talk to someone three times and then you don't talk to them for three months and you come back on. They're like, oh, hey, Eric, what's up? You know, I'm like, who are you? Like, I'm trying to talk to 2000 people. I mean, how how is that a benefit?
0: It's not, but I was just referring to you know last week when I asked you how many people you have a conversation with on a daily basis. And you told me it was like 20 people.
1: That was on so a Sunday. do that, that? That was a Sunday, bro. Oh my gosh!
0: I'm pretty sure it was a work week. No, dude, it, no, work no
1: it was it was an off day. I remember because I was like, "Oh, this is this this is a mellow day for me." It was like a
0: mellow day. What's what's a, a, <laughs> a, a uh, non mellow day look like?
1: Oh, it could be fifty plus, man. <laughs> it could be fifty plus.
0: So yeah, I mean, you know, having a having a a regulated size is definitely going to be important. I mean, I don't think you and I know what that, that perfect number is, but it's definitely not 2000 and it's probably more than 20.
1: For sure. I mean, my gut tells me it's around 150 to 200. That's what my gut tells me, but I don't know yet. We, we have to, we have to scale it slowly. That's, that's my, my plan is to 25, 30 starters, you know, then get to 50, get to 75, get to a hundred and then just relax, chill, get to know each other. Let's, let's let it marinate. My, the, why,
0: why is that important, though? I mean, why, why is it important to scale slowly? Why not just let 150 people in if that's our max?
1: Well, I mean, because with that slow pace, you get a little bit of stability. We're going to have some bugs to work out. I mean, we want this to be a, the perfect contractor business community. So I want time to focus on on value. And if, if I'm focusing on getting to learn 200 people's businesses and names and doing what I can to provide value to them on that scale, I, I think I'll ruin that, that big, big value piece of the puzzle that we still want to, want to throw out there.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. We, we want to be able to, you know, we don't want to open the door and have 150 people, strangers come in and like, look around the room, you know, and have that awkwardness of, Oh, how long have you been here? You know, do you come here often type, uh, reaction? So, Yeah, I think I think it's also healthy too because now whenever you have twenty five people come in, and then a month later or whatever, you have you know a few more people come in, it allows those first twenty five to kind of take the other ones by you know under their wing and kind of show them around. And someone has a question about something, they can you know quickly answer because they know the answer. So I think that's a healthy way to build a group that is top notch. I mean, high quality group. So I agree with that
1: for sure. I mean. Also, even like helping out with, I, I don't know, it just came to my mind, like directories almost like, so imagine we're going to have 25 contractors in there, you're gonna have a, you know, one or two pond guys, you're gonna have a couple carpenters, you're gonna have a painter, you're gonna have, you know, all these different contractors. And so you get a chance to learn their businesses, and what have you. And then when you bring in 25 new people, and, and another pond guy comes in, you're like, Oh, hey, Eric, Eric's a pond guy, too. I don't know if you know it, but you should probably, you know, make sure you start following him and talk to him and that would be a good place to start. You can ask him for help. It might make him feel more comfortable coming in and talking to the pond guy than talking to the carpenter because then there's more it's it's more not only relation-wise kind of cool but it, it also is relatable in their craft and in their trade. And that's what we want to do, help them in their trade.
0: Yeah, and that that actually I just thought of something that we we definitely want should think about implementing. And uh, I don't know, have you ever been in B&I, Business Networking International?
1: No, not, I mean, if I was, it was like 20 years ago. I wasn't there for very long. Okay. But I, I heard you, about it. Are you,
0: you've heard about it. Yeah, it's just yeah. a networking group. Yeah. You, you know, different people come together once a week and pass referrals and they only have one industry, you know, one person of each industry in there. So yeah. you don't have competition. But in, inside there, they have what they call power groups, and those are in BNI. It's people that have the same customer base, mm-hmm. so they have. You know, if you have thirty members in your BNI group, you may only have six people in your power group, and those you six people meet outside of BNI once a week or once a month, and you brainstorm how you can market to the same customer. So it could be like a realtor, could be a home inspector, could be a handyman, could be a carpet cleaner. Right. they yeah. all have the same end customer, which is a homeowner. So I think it would be a really neat idea to have power groups inside the community where it's you have a power group of pond builders and a power group of, you know, remodelers and a power group of handyman or whatever.
1: Yeah. No, it's a it's an amazing idea. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because in the groups that I've been in, you find you find guys that are clicking up, having the same vibe, hitting it off becoming friends and stuff like that and and helping certain posts create momentum. You know, someone throws the post up of a fish, like, oh, check this out. I'm going to post a picture of my fish too. And then all of a sudden, like 10 people are posting fish photos or whatever. But it related back to the contracting business, it could be like, hey, here's a door hanger I used. I got a lot of success out of it. And, and someone might be like, hey, my door hanger didn't work very well and throws that picture up. And now they're having a conversation like, well, this is what I might have done different on your door hanger than mine and then all of a sudden they're talking about what the how the scale of the homes looked like maybe that had something to do with it and so like all of a sudden it starts to marinate and now you're cooking with fire and growing from that that's where all the, that's where a lot of the fun comes from
0: yeah i mean you're and this is important here i mean this is where having someone who's like minded this is where you have people that are on us on their journey to self mastery i mean they want to get better they don't have a limited mindset they don't they're not scared of their competition you know a lot of contractors out there are kind of scared to share the numbers and share how they do things because they think they're going to rip them off and go steal their customers and that's just a scarcity mentality and so the groups that i've always enjoyed the most is where people actually share with you everything uh, you know everything yeah everything i've been in groups it's like hey does anybody have a um You know, a budget sheet they use for their remodeling their bathrooms, you know, to give to their customers and and they'll two or three people like, yeah, here's what ones we use. We use this, this and this. And yeah, some of them, they even like paid somebody to create for them, but they're sharing that with you. You know what I mean? Because they want to help you out. There's a lot of value in that. Absolutely. You go to some groups and they're like, I've spent a whole bunch of money in 12 years figuring it out. Go get it yourself, butthole. I mean, it's
1: like, <laughs> yeah, It's like, screw you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. No, like, listen, I, I paid, I mean, I'm in California. It's extremely lit, 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 litigious state, but I paid five grand for a contract written up specific to my trade and to, to my business. And I've shared the complete contract with several guys over the years. It locally and, and across the country, I've shared clauses, with people in in different industries, for example, when YouTube came on the scene ten years ago, it's not that big of a deal. But the, within the past like five, six years, all of a sudden it's kind of blowing up, right? And so I've been asking people on their contract, like, hey, did you put in a clause for a photo and, and video release? And they're like, no. I'm like, bro, you better get that in your contract. Then I'd send them over a little piece of the clause. So you know that you know the Helix Group. I I connected you. I had you come in and take a look at that group kind of for evaluation purposes. Right. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. one day I did, like I put up a post just to kind of get people inspired and th- that kind of stuff. I'm like, Hey, can you share what you did last year? Or can you share, you know, f- as a total gross revenue and, uh, what your first quarter goals are. I'd love to talk about that. Here's mine, throw it out there. Right. And I had like three people in the group. There's, there's less than a hundred people in there. Three people in the group hit me up directly on the side. And they're like, hey, this is my numbers from last year. I didn't want to share it in the group because of the, I didn't want anyone else to know. And it's not because they were embarrassed. It's actually because they felt this competitive piece in there. You know, there's there's people that are competing in the group because they're, they're kind of close by each other or you know, they're kind of fighting for the same mic- market space or they've been screwed over by another contractor. And so they're like, screw that. I'm not going to tell them my inside scoop secret shit. So that's been that's been a little bothersome to me, and that's definitely a con that I have from that group that I admin, I I created and I put it over in our group when you were trying to figure out what the perfect group looks like.
0: Yeah, I've seen some of those comments in there, uh, and we've talked about it. So it's interesting. The second point you you mentioned about you know in the community having inspiration and ideas and accountability, and we we've kind of talked about some of that here just the past few minutes, but. I mean, what does the accountability aspect, like how does that play into this?
1: Well, I think accountability part's gonna evolve a little bit in, once this group gets started. And that's why I don't want it to scale too fast because I really want to focus on this part. Accountability is, to me, it's a big deal because I know that when you have an accountability partner, whether it's a personal trainer or one-on-one, someone you're paying or your, your wife, I, dude, where was that thing? I, I, I sent you something like, if you say something about a goal, it's like 8% that you're going to get it done but if you if you write it down it jumps up to like 20 or 30%. If you share it with someone yep. or, or put it out in the public it jumps up to like you know 50 to 60% and then when you get an accountability partner you're 85% more likely to actually get the shit done. And so with with those kind of stats involved just by getting onto our group and you're actually typing in what your goal might be that's writing it down and then you're sharing it with the community of peers, you're already pushing that level up. But just by that action right there, it now it makes it real. And so, whatever that goal might be, whether it's a, you know, a marketing goal, a revenue goal, whatever. And we kind of have to. I, th- I think we're gonna have to compartmentalize some of this stuff so it's not all just m- you know melting pot of stuff. But but just by getting it on the group, and then I'm gonna be like, dude, Brad wants to get this shit done. I'm gonna step on his toes a little bit. And every now and then I'm going to flick some matches at him to light a fire and keep him going. I'm going to check in on him in a month. I've done that in groups. Someone says something, hey, in a month I plan on doing this. A month later, I'll put a note in my phone and I'll hit him up. I'm like, hey, did you do that? They're like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> well, I, I really wanted to. So like, but they're, they're not going to remember, they're, they're not going to forget the fact that I was that way. So I might have a different approach in our group where I'll be like, okay, you want to get this done in six months? Well, I'm going to check in on you monthly and see if, if you're on track to hit your goals. So I, I want I want that to marinate. That's what accountability looks like to me.
0: Well, let's let's get one thing straight here. I'm usually the one putting the fire under your butt to get stuff done.
1: I'm not denying that. What do you think I got the idea?
0: <laughs> That's why I'm the hammer. Yeah. No, I, uh, I you know, in, in all seriousness, I mean, we kind of joking around a lot, around about it, but you know, we, we want accountability in the group. You know, I want people to call me out whenever I don't do something. If, uh, you know, if I tell you, Eric, Hey, I'm going to post this in the group by Tuesday and Tuesday comes and goes, I sh- you know, you should be calling me out. Like, dude, why didn't you post this? You told mm-hmm. me you're going to be doing it, you know? So, and we want to have that same kind of account. I mean, ultimately we can't make you do anything, right? I mean, for most of you, we don't even know where you live, but we hope that a little bit of pressure uh, in a healthy way, healthy pressure would motivate you just a little bit more to, you know, push closer, push harder towards your goals. So that's what we want to create in this and with the accountability side of it is just, you know, we're going to have things like money Monday where we talk about some money stuff. So each Monday you have to post some things about your, you know, some different KPIs and stuff in your business. So that's just one little tiny aspect of it.
1: I'd like to create some challenges too. Uh, Absolutely. There's going to be some challenges that we'll create in there. And that's what keeps that activity going. I think that's, that's part of the, the community that you have to have those challenges, the inspiration, ideas, accountability, the friendships, all that stuff kind of, it all helps create such a great experience for everyone involved. Let's,
0: I know we're going to be doing... I know we'll do some challenges uh, giving away some merch, too. For sure. So that, that'll definitely be happening.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about the third spot. Let's do it. So it's, it's a place to learn and study and practice. And and I want... I mean, I'm a practitioner in all the things that I do. I'm, I'm the type that'll read a book and then I'll go out and try and apply it. You know, it's... it's If you're not applying the knowledge, if you're not putting that stuff into action, then, you know, might as well not have read the book. So... Uh, ultimately, we we want to help people, not and not only help people, but in uh, teaching and in doing the practitioner part, we're we're becoming better ourselves, in how to market, how to sell, how to track numbers. Ultimately, can, you know, creating a, a great way to communicate with your prospects. You know, ultimately making the best experience for for your clients and for yourself and your family and all that stuff, all wrapped up.
0: Yeah, I want to I want to dive into what you said about practicing because this is going to be the one thing that I think most people will probably get hung up on and be a little gun shy about. So, why don't you share a little bit about what practicing looks like?
1: Well, practicing practicing is role playing. I mean, that's that's it in a nutshell. Didn't, didn't you ever see that Office uh, episode when they did the role playing of the sales on the phone calls and stuff like that? It's so funny, man! It's hilarious. Yes. So, I mean, ultimately doing some role plays and, and helping understand how to communicate with customers. I mean, I'd like to just let the cat out of the bag and talk about the Hammer and Grind Profit Sales System. Why don't you open up that box?
0: Oh, you went there. You went there. So, yeah, we're this is something that, uh, I mean, you and I have been working hard on this, and uh, I'm, I'm actually super excited to share this. So the we've created the, the Hammer and Grind Profit Sales System that's uh, There's four parts to it, and we're not going to get into it on here, but it's a system that we've been using in our own businesses for about the past year and a half plus, perfecting it. And uh, we're super excited to, to roll this out. And uh, this is one of the main courses that we'll be teaching inside the Profit Club.
1: Yeah, and, and a lot of that has to do with understanding psychology of customers, um, understanding their personality profiles. We can dive into that on a different episode of of understanding the way people think, the way they want to be spoke to, the way that, that they'll likely speak to you, all those things. And so part of the role play experience that, that we're going to be un- unraveling is is or unveiling, I should say, is it's part of that practice. And with with practice you know, think, comes perfection.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think one, the, probably the single biggest thing that most people are probably going to just be blown away by is no more free mm-hmm. estimates.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I um, we've been throwing so much content on the table, man. I it's all interwoven. It's like a, it's like a rat's nest of content and ideas in my head, and I don't. I got I got to like lay them all out. It's like a puzzle piece. It's like that's like a two thousand piece puzzle all on the floor. And I got to start to separate all the stuff. But uh, that's definitely something I want to talk about.
0: Yeah, but I mean, how many thousands of people listening to this now just had anxiety with the thought of, you know, not doing free estimates anymore?
1: Well, so it's been years since I've done a free estimate. I mean, I've probably thrown in one or two here, but I've been charging for my estimates for over 15 years. You know, it started out at 65 bucks and what have you, and it kind of goes from there. But I got to be honest with you, I never really figured out the best way, like, to communicate that to the client. And there's really, there's really a nice little psychological twist and a nice little package of how to deliver it to where the customer says, okay. And if you just do it wrong, you know, it could, they're hanging up on you or just you're losing the deal. And so there's a real sexy way to make it happen. And the role play practice is going to help it work.
0: Yeah. How many, uh, How many times have you tried to do something without practicing it first, you know, on a customer and just made a complete fool out of yourself?
1: Yeah. Countless, countless times. I'm pretty, (laughs) pretty experienced at making myself look like a fool. I'm really good at that.
0: Yeah. So we're not going to go any more into into that. But there's a common theme if you haven't figured it out, guys. And that is profit. You know, it's the profit club utilizing the profit sales system. Because our number one goal is to help contractors put more profit back in their profit and loss. And, and I want to be very careful when I say this. This is not about overcharging people. This is not about ripping customers off. This is about having discipline, integrity, and respect for your customers, as well as for your business and your family. So we're going to teach you the healthy way, the right way, the honest way, to put more profit back in your P&L.
1: Ethical way, for sure. And also, like, you know, we we want this to be like an emotionally profitable experience for the client, if you can even put those two words together, right? Is that accurate?
0: I think you just blew everybody's mind, Eric. (laughs) Emotionally profitable. Why? I mean, I don't, this is another rabbit hole I don't want to go down, but I mean, who would have thought that you actually care about your customer and their emotional state?
1: Well, that that experience with the client is, to me, that the happier I can make the client in 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 my career today, it's just it's a fun experience, and a lot of that has to do, that's going to be taught and trained in the Hammer and Grind Profit Sales System is how to make that experience the ultimate.
0: Yeah, you'll be having people actually glad to give you more money than the other contractor who was much cheaper than you. Yeah that's an amazing experience. Whenever you get that, whenever the customer tells you that, well, you, you know, you were $5,000 more than the other contractor, but we're going to go with you because we really like you.
1: It's, it's unbelievable experience. Actually, it, if you guys could see Brad's face right now, he's actually smiling. He doesn't do it very often, <laughs> not very often, but he's smiling right now. Cause it's, it's an, it's an amazing experience. And I think if you've never felt it, then we're going to help you experience it. And if you have experienced it, we're going to help you how to dive into it deeper. That's what this is all about.
0: Yeah, I'm going to, I don't want to give the words away, but I'm going to vanguard this. One thing, though, that people need to know is that if you, if you come in and you don't think you're, if you think you're going to be able to do it without practicing, it's not going to happen. You have to practice. So if, if you don't have the desire or, you know, even being humble for that matter, if you're not humble enough to practice and, you know, be willing to make a fool out of yourself. And here's what's cool about this, Eric. Inside this community, we practice with each other. So if I'm practicing with you using the profit sales system and I screw something up, guess what? It's not a big deal, right? I'm not doing it in front of a customer. I'm not going out and practicing how to do this on, uh, in front of a customer and making a fool out of myself. Yeah. So that's is the great part about the community is is uh, how we practice and, and role play. And, and we're going to get way more into that on up and coming podcasts. But for today, that's all I'm going to say about it.
1: But let me let me let me tell you this. The three things that we talked about here, that those are the foundations of the group. So what you said right there is if someone's not humble enough or if they think they're not going to do the work, that doesn't align with step number one, a place to gather with fellow contractors that are on a journey to personal self-mastery. A person that is doesn't want to put in the work and it's not humble, they're not truly on a journey to to personal self-mastery. So they don't really fit the group. Does that make sense? So this, Absolutely. this is the, our core values is our foundation right there. Those three pieces. So it, I don't think that person is going to want to be around us because they're not on the same journey as we are. Are they going to show up sometimes, yeah. and and we're going to have to navigate through and see how that works out? Probably, but we're going to be able to to lean into our our core values of the of what we're doing here and have a conversation. Yeah, let
0: me sum it up if if you don't want to better yourself, if you don't want to become a better version of yourself and in your business, uh, this group is not for you.
1: You got that right. You got any final thoughts? I think we wrapped this up pretty nice.
0: Yeah. I'm super excited about this. Uh, If you're listening to this podcast right now, the uh, profit club has already launched. So Eric, why don't you tell everybody what week, what they can do to find out more about it?
1: Well, if you want to find out more about the Hammer & Grind Profit Club, you need to head on over to hammerandgrind.com. Uh, there'll be a spot right there where you'll be able to find out more about it and get an invitation on into the group. And that, that's that's going to be the best way to do it. If, uh, Unless you have any final thoughts, I'd just like to, to take this home. Let's do it. All right, man. Hey, thank you so much for hanging out with us today on the podcast. If you're finding value, share the Hammer & Grind podcast with a contractor you know and love. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on up and coming shows. Smash the five star to show us your love and support. And and I want you to know this. Even Brad gets a smile on his face when he reads the reviews you send in to us. So keep them coming and stay connected with us on the daily on Facebook and Instagram at hammer and grind podcast over and out.